Angie DeMarco closed the folder her boss had given her just a few short hours ago and pressed her fingers to her temples. A futile gesture, the pressure did nothing to dull the persistent throbbing in her head. Lack of sleep and the realization that in two weeks' time she would be unemployed had given her a monstrous headache. And what was worse, she wasn't sure if the churning in the pit of her stomach was due to the stress of being laid off or because a certain monthly visitor was several weeks late. Grandma Sophia, God rest her soul, always used to say that bad things came in threes, like the time Angie chipped her front tooth on a frozen Snickers bar, developed a skin rash, and then discovered that Livy, her little sister, had spilled grape juice on her prom dress, all on the day of prom. Angie had been crying her eyes out when her grandmother spouted that pearl of wisdom. But Grandma Sophia hadn't been trying to make her feel worse, just better, because the three bad things had already happened. The thing about her grandmother, and one of the reasons why Angie missed her so much, was that there were never any judgments. She could tell Grandma Sophia anything, things she couldn't tell her mother. God, how she wished her beloved grandmother were still alive. Right now, corny cliches and a soft shoulder to cry on were exactly what she needed. The doorbell rang, and for about three seconds she considered pretending she wasn't home. But Mrs. Tenney, who lived in the apartment above hers, sometimes came down for a cup of tea and a chat. And since the elderly woman lived alone and didn't have a lot of visitors, Angie didn't have the heart to ignore her. Rising from the kitchen table, she tucked the folder in a drawer, then headed for the living room. Opening the door, she was surprised to find that instead of Mrs. Tenney, it was her best friend, and soon to be ex-co-worker Kelly Maxwell, who stood on her doorstep. And judging by the concerned expression on Kelly's heart-shaped face, it was obvious that she'd heard that, despite their recent World Series win, the San Francisco Blaze had laid off four front office employees. Grandma Sophia was right about one thing. Bad news really did travel fast. I talked to Catherine. She said she saw you leave early, Kelly said, referring to her boss. Why didn't you call me? Because you're getting ready to go on vacation, and I didn't want to spoil it, Angie replied, as Kelly moved forward to envelop her in a sympathetic hug. How are you doing? Kelly asked, grimacing as she pulled back. Stupid question. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Angie closed the front door and walked with Kelly into the living room, where she tied back the gauzy white curtains to let the early afternoon sun fill the room with natural light. Not surprisingly, the sunny fall day hadn't been able to brighten her mood. I'm still a bit numb, to tell you the truth, she said as she followed Kelly to the couch. They really kept a lid on this one. I was shocked when I heard the news. Kelly dropped her purse on the floor as they both sat down. I usually hear all the rumors, but there was nothing, absolutely nothing. I suspected something was up because the department heads were acting weird all week. I just didn't think it would be something like this.
Angie reached for an elastic band on a small round table next to the couch and quickly gathered her thick hair into a ponytail. Her blasted mass of hair had been driving her crazy all morning. Why couldn't she have been born with straight, easy-to-manage hair like Kelly? This is the last thing I need. Especially now. What do you mean, especially now? Angie hesitated and gnawed on her bottom lip. I... I think I might be pregnant.